All right. Hey, everyone. This is episode nine of the Outside Talks podcast featuring myself and the man, the myth, the legend himself, <laughs> architect Ralph Richard Sue. Yo, Van. Yes, sir. What's up, Van? Glad to What's have up? you back, Van, in the podcast. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a long while. I wonder what kind of person I am right now. <laughs> Versus well, like right now and I, the last I think episode. you're totally different now, Van. Uh, well, at least um, you're, you have... Um, two letters before your name now, I guess, and the um, yeah, M- period. M- MR, MR. <laughs> I still, I still no, I'm kidding. I was gonna make a joke about it, one, but you know, I don't want to be canceled because yeah, I mean, because actually, yeah, yeah, yeah it is a true. thing, you know. Anyways, Van, welcome back, Van. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thanks everyone to listening for welcoming you back. <coughs> yeah. um, I guess just to clarify, like those two letters is actually AR. I am now. Uh, an architect. Finally, thank, thank the Lord. <laughs> thank you, baby Jesus. <laughs> thank so, you, baby Jesus. So, what, what's the biggest difference? <laughs> well, I told you about that, that. This wouldn't be the first question I would ask. <laughs> but, but, but it is. So I think that's it is. the right question to ask. Yes, well, uh, first and foremost, welcome back, man. I'm glad to have uh, <clears throat> you back here as a podcast. I think um, initially it was. Um, it was new doing mga monologues and then it was and then I got used to it, but then I was like, it's it's way better uh, to have someone to converse with, to bounce off ideas and whatnot. But, so I'm really happy that you're back, Van. But you know, well, again, the biggest difference now is that um, you are now an architect. Architect, yes, sir. Ivan Matthew Archibald Manabat. Yeah. Thank so, you, sir, for uh, catching that, Archibald. Yeah, the shout the rarely said name in, in my full name, and I'm sure your dad's gonna be listening to this. So shout out Jun B, Jun B, the original top out. fan. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> my, my mom's not a top fan. I don't know why she's not a top fan. I I think uh, she will be soon, <laughs> but but you know yes, yeah, sir. It's like it's amazing. Finally, I'm I'm an architect by a by license. I have I, I'm licensed to be, but yeah, but like I always say, you know, it's it's just the start of. A whole new journey, a whole new chapter. So, just really thankful to be able to have that title next. Yeah. I mean, before my name, more yeah. like. And well deserved too. I mean, Thanks, um, thank you. Your your batch is, I guess, considered the pandemic batch, and everything mm-hmm. that um that you guys went through, all the um, all the cancellations, the post not cancellation, but all the postponements. I, I mean, how mm-hmm. many times was yeah. it postponed when? Well, I started uh, I started reviewing around June 2008. Actually, but uh, mid-2020, mid, mid 2020, see, see, more like. See, now. See, I can't even remember. No, no, no. no, no everything <laughs> it was doesn't so long make ago. sense. I think, yeah. Oh, I mean, like, now it's 2021. Two months from now, one, 2022. Na. And then when did yeah. you end your apprenticeship? Like. Um, like when did you finish w- complete two years June? that was 2020 it was around August 2020 <coughs> yeah. I, I believe it was that time where it, it was like yeah decided that okay I'm, this is where I'm gonna end and start reviewing yeah okay now I remember yeah uh, that's when I started reviewing and it, and we were supposed to take the exam for January January 2021, 2021. and then you ended yeah. up taking the the board um Man, the dates are fucked. Yeah, are all fucked up. Now. Yeah, it was supposed to be uh, 
It was it was postponed like four, four times, at least four times. Three times, three, three times, times, I believe. Three <clears throat> times. Like the it was uh, the first batch before me, and then the one. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, like yeah. My batch. Oh time. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. The June batch. Yeah. That was that was yeah, the first yeah, one that got postponed. Yeah. Huh? yeah. No. So June. And then moved to Jan. Then January, and then from there, two batches yeah. worth, and then even the, the. <clears throat> the the guys who were supposed to take the board from from Luzon, right? I don't think they were able to take. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, like the guys from uh, I believe it was in NCR. other regions. Yeah, for sure. Cause yeah. kai kai pang cases Yeah, exactly. exactly. <clears throat> so it was pretty yeah. lucky in, uh, in in my part uh, to be able to actually take it finally yeah. after like, so many months of waiting. No. I th- I think for me like the the ch- the the biggest challenge there was not really just the review as well. But uh, that weight of just uh, keeping that momentum or keeping that energy, yeah, it was uh, quite quite the ride. Yeah. So so how was it, man? How was it reviewing in the mm. middle of um, a lot of uncertainty, and like not knowing yeah. if Madayon if the if the exam would push through? How was how was preparing for the exam right. um, during that time? Well, when it first started initially, of course, you know I start I started. Uh, reviewing at the review center here um i was very excited really um to be able to learn all these new new supposedly new things to get ready for a national exam so there was a lot of energy in the beginning a lot of uh sort of um not really passion but more like yeah i guess it's just that just energy to yeah. kind of wake up like good energy review. yeah like really good energy like really just moving so forward much, next step yeah excitement excitement right? yeah exactly yeah, and when it first uh, when it when it was first delayed, you have this idea that okay, it's probably they're probably just going to delay it for like a month, yeah, or two months, like the pandemic. But we then, thought it would be like over in three months. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, we'll just work from home for one month, and you know we'll go back next month, and then here we are, like almost two years now since then. Yeah. And the setup hasn't really moved. Yeah. But yeah, um, that's kind of like how uh, how it happened in the beginning, but after consecutive sort of delays you know you start to feel that oh wait is this really happening there's even a point where i just felt like man like what's the point of reviewing you know i was in that mind right. state where it was like uh it was just so low but at the same time the things i wanted to do were much higher so there's this kind of sort of theoretical kind of climb yeah. towards that yeah and that and that push of of needing yeah. to 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 take the next step in spite of yeah. not knowing if the if the board will push through no yeah and then um exactly. and the uh, prc also wasn't really clear about it no they would yeah, um, they yeah. would make announcements like just a week or two weeks before and yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. so so uh, so i'm i'm sure that was like that added to the difficulty i guess that's even more difficult than the it could even be more difficult than the exam itself and in a way, yeah. you guys, I think uh, everyone who passed the board and uh, um, f- uh, for your batch, I think you guys should get like plus five points, siguro. Dapat. Plus, uh, plus, <laughs> plus points. Plus 20. So, we're, so yeah. we're all like top top notchers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Not yeah. anymore because like the top notchers would also <laughs> no, get no, 20 no. points. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. what's the point? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> what's yeah. the point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the harder your situation was when you were re- reviewing, 
the the more points you get so if you're like um, yeah exactly if you uh, <laughs> if you were living the life during the during the pandemic then i guess um, you can get you can get no, no points, points for, for you no points for you <laughs> you're rich ass <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like it uh, it's it's crazy because you might think that it's, yeah it's just a delay really you know it will come but i think what the pandemic really i feel made more apparent is that there's a level of uh, mental sort of uh, strength you need to deal with yeah. certain Re- levels of uncertainty i would say mm-hmm. because i mean like if, if you looked at the whole thing at least for me the exam came it arrived it happened but i guess it was just that long time you know of yeah. not just knowing and then and then like it's almost like paasa like oh yeah it's coming it's, it's coming at this point but then never happened yeah. Yeah, and I, again and again. And if again. I were in your position, I would be pissed at least three times because it, it was, it was <laughs> at delayed. least three times. It was Not four, by, but three. Yeah, yeah, could have been four, but good thing the government, you know, finally woke up. Yeah, because um, in in our profession and in, in, in all other professions actually, um. <clears throat> Right, because uh, it's not just the the architecture board exam that was delayed, but it was everything mm-hmm. else. Um, and mm-hmm. there are even some um, board exams that haven't even pushed through yet. So the more the more we delayed this, um, it would have led to even bigger problems down the road. Because you know, right. for a year right. there was no new, there were no new professionals. I would uh, I would assume. And you know that right. gap, the same with the gap uh, that was left by K twelve when when the education system switched to K twelve, you know that that left a gap so, as architecture profession for like two years. Right. Yeah, there would be no mm-hmm. <clears throat> no new architects for for or, or like two batches really, two years worth of potential right. architects plus this uh, one year of of delays caused by the pandemic. So it's like three years. Or maybe it will just overlap, then you know. But of course, it will just uh, iron itself out. So, but yeah, I agree. Um, given that the, the, you know, all the delays and the pandemic and be, and being stuck at at home all the time, because we can because you couldn't go out, and do um the, <clears throat> the typical things that students or, or board takers would be doing like. Um, uh, like having group studies or going to the yeah. cafe yeah. how did you go about it like what, what did you have a specific strategy did you did you study with someone and how did you go about mm. it like what was your routine right um one thing that really stuck out for me like just thinking about uh, the question was um hannah uh, my my so as you'd like to call it you know y- y- um, your shout out <laughs> My, my, my shout out. No, no, oh, my, my significant other. Ah, significant you know, my significant other. other. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shouting out, shouting yeah. my significant, shouting out my significant other. Yeah. Yeah. Let, um, let's congratulate Hannah. When? Yeah, yeah. Congrats to architect Hannah <laughs> May uh, Lopez. Uh, Amores. Yeah. Oh, Lopez Amores. <laughs> wow. No, no. I've been out with Leanto Manapate, man. Yeah, I actually left it blank because, you know, eventually. Um, it's not gonna be a Morris anymore. It's gonna <laughs> no, be something no, else. No, she would lose the Lopez, <laughs> and then keep the Amores though. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, this so is I a sign that I'm not. Hand. I'm not get ready to. I'm not. I'm not yet ready to be married. So yeah, I think um, we should um, cut this part so Hannah can't hear that part. 
<laughs> joke run, <laughs> joke run. So so yeah, man. What was your um, yeah, one? Um, so Hannah played a big uh, part. You guys were at yeah, she she yeah she played a, a really big role. Um, one thing I realized is that you don't really need a huge group to keep it going. You just need that one single person to kind yeah. of um, not really take strength from, but more like um share the load almost share the load yeah, like yeah. go through something the we would always say back at the old office share the load yeah, share, share the load exactly who was who was who was um uh frodo and who was uh, sam wiseman i was um <laughs> i was probably the one that didn't help that much <laughs> <laughs> i guess you were sam i uh, know um no yeah. you're frodo because because Sam carried Frodo. Oh, to, oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, right. I was what? about to say I was Samwise, but then I realized, wait, I think he did something that was more important. Heroic. Yeah, like when he said, yeah. "I can't carry it for you, but I can carry you," and then he carried Frodo to um, Mount Doom, where yeah. um, eventually Gollum was waiting. So during your um, review, was was there a golem? If there was, who was this golem? Who was this golem? It was probably me. I would say. Yo, yo, you can only be one person, man. Maybe golem was anxiety, oh. the unsure, the the unsureness <laughs> of it all. Oh, in that sense, in that sense, <laughs> yeah. I thought it was more of like how you're, you're already sad, annoying man. I might have been. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, okay, I guess if 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 it, if it was in that way, it was probably yeah, uh, like I guess the anxiety that was mm. sort of building up this yeah. pent up anxiety. Yeah. But um, the challenge there was really how to maintain that. I mean, really just maintain that. Have and a routine. Find a way to, yeah, which is basically having a routine mm. to kind of counteract that. I, I wouldn't say the routine I had was perfect, but it was it was almost like 80%, 70% consistent. Of course, there would be a day where I'd only probably study for 30 minutes and then I just call it off. Yeah. But then there's always this time where you, you kind of bounce back from it. Yeah. I think, well, I cannot give any advice because I was probably one of the worst <clears throat> board takers, and I ca- so I can't really say how how you can top the board, how one right. um, aims. Of course, every anyone can aim, but you know, mm. because because I'm torn between saying that uh, you should have a routine against don't mm-hmm. have a routine because i th- because i believe that if you prepare too much that's going to set you up for for right. possible mental block because you'll be relying on the preparation all the mm-hmm. all the cues and the hints among the questions that that possibly they would be asking and then you would be overthinking mm-hmm. and then uh, but at least for me uh, personally i suck at preparing so um mm-hmm. So I cannot really say that uh, the more if the more you prepare, you will have a better chance of mm-hmm. of passing. Uh, what right. but what about for you, Van? Um, if I may ask, like the preparedness level from a scale of one to ten, um, one to ten. your expectation. What was the scale of how prepared you expected yourself to be and? What was your preparedness level in reality? Mm. My expectation, my prepared, my expectation to how prepared I would be. My goal was to be at least like eight or nine mm. out of ten. That's pretty prepared, man. But 
Yeah, that's like, like, that's, that's that like nerd that levels. My... That's like nerd levels. <laughs> 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 I mean, like, yeah, yeah. It, you know, it will be like that. But my actual preparedness level, if I'm really being honest, it's probably around like a 6.5 to a 7. That's still, a, that is, that's still solid though. That's like solid preparedness level. But I would say, I only say that because uh, I saw the outcome. But oh. if I was, okay, I'll just try uh, to like look back again and see if what, what I felt like before the day. Yeah, I mean like the best, the, the realest I can go is like really 5. Probably a 5. It's just that I had this feeling that I'm just gonna do my best. I'm just gonna take the exam, do what I need to do. Yeah. There was always that that fifty fifty that okay I may fail, but then I also feel that I would pass. So there was that mm. uncertainty there, I guess I would say. Yeah. But I guess in reality, in reality though, if if I'm being completely being honest about it, I think it's not even a, it's not a fifty fifty chance of passing or failing. You, the <clears throat> for someone like you who is really good at architecture already and went through the proper and the complete um, apprenticeship but you, but really the skill level and uh, and and being able to understand the questions being able to think critically mm -hmm. the chances of passing is not just 50 it's, it's very high that's why right, yeah. um, I always said now <clears throat> now now you, now you and Hannah have a really high chance of topping the board, you know. And, um, and the reason why I ask you about um, that preparedness level in reality and in expectation is that because most, if not all, of the people that I that I know who have topped the board exam, either whether it be architecture or in other fields, is that they always prepared so much. Mm. Um, but then i guess just person pers just with my personality i think that if i prepared too much i would probably have a mental block but i guess to each mm -hmm. to each his own but yeah, but then of say, course being yeah. prepared is is a key um thing to to do when you are taking mm -hmm. a board yeah. uh, an exam as important as the board exam yeah. of course yeah, you exactly. don't uh, exactly. of course you, you you don't um go out and drinking the night before but uh, but so there has to be a certain level of um, preparedness and expectations, no? Yeah, I agree, and I, um, and I think that the situation, especially for the the recent board exam, is is just the unique situation that it happened during a pandemic. Yeah. So I feel that added yeah, to the fact sure. of of me being even more unsure whether I would pass or not, because I guess I would get I, I would guess like in a normal sort of review situation before it, let's say everything was normal. You can kind of get a gauge of how much you studied, mm. but but at least yeah. in my situation, it was mixed off. It was mixed with the amount of time I studied, but the amount of time I also didn't study, and the amount yeah. of time I wish I was studying or just dealing with something else that had nothing to do with the review. Yeah, that you know, I'm not saying that it was the pandemic's fault, but it just had this like side effect that you know sometimes and maybe the, it shouldn't. Should, yeah. yeah, and the side effect either, was very was, glaring, right? Yeah, it really was. It really was. But I really, really wouldn't was. want. I I wouldn't want to take the board exam in the midst of the pandemic. So I'm I'm really glad that um, back in my day, uh, <laughs> there, <laughs> no was, there was no there COVID. Was no, thank, no COVID. <laughs> thank you, baby Jesus. But I think that that time bird flu, Patusia. 
maybe maybe oh I, really I, I, oh I, that was I, so I, long I, ago yeah yeah but but thank you lord it, it, it only yeah. ended in a specific country and didn't reach our shores no so yeah, um exactly. would so would you how would you have prepared better van if you mm-hmm. if uh, like in hindsight what do you think Mm-hmm. What is or is there anything that, that that you think you you would have prepared or preferred mm-hmm. to have done, or mm-hmm. or and then after that, um, but well, I guess the better question would be because uh, we don't like to to think in hindsight too much or so much, yeah, no? right. um, because you passed the board that in itself is already a big big ass feat. 100%. How how was how what how how did it feel like? the the exact second that you found out that you were already a licensed architect well it was the most amazing feeling ever i felt like a huge weight was lifted off my shoulders mm-hmm. i was almost in the in the verge of tears you know <laughs> that's, a, that's a thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah because like the whole preparation the whole year plus of waiting and just having that big, because I like deep inside, I really did not want to fail. I would say yeah. that was one of my main motivations because I just really wanted this so bad. Were you scared of failing? I, did you think that you would possibly fail? Actually, when after the exam, after I did the exam, after the two days, I just shut off all kinds of like negative thought or like mm. negative possibility of like, okay, if I fail, this is what's gonna happen. Yeah, I just, I just didn't. But of course, deep inside, I was, re- I was really scared. Like I. Like, I, c- I cannot, I cannot fail this. I, I really cannot. Mm-hmm. So when I found out, it was like, oh my gosh, thank you. Thank you. I, I was just so thankful. Yeah. That, uh, were, yeah, the happened. gratefulness, no? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And uh, just, e- even though, of course, like it wasn't the top or it wasn't like uh, the most amazing score, which I feel ultimately doesn't really matter to me. Yeah, and, case, I, like, and I agree my, with you, Van. We, we, we talked about yeah. that. Uh, when yeah. you were still um, an apprentice uh, with me, and right. and we always say that we, we always said that in the firm that um, that the difference between uh, an apprentice and an architect is only that split second before and after the results come out. Mm-hmm. But everything that's right. that happens in preparation for that, including the apprenticeship and all the experiences, the preparation for the board, and dating back to your first day in architecture school. No, that plays mm-hmm. a role already. Yeah. Um, that's exactly. when your career started, when you decided exactly. to take up architecture, uh, in w- mm-hmm. in wherever school that may be. No, so who was the first person that you called Van, when you found out that you were already an architect, or are already first an architect? Call- I first called my mom. No, 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 that was not my mom. <laughs> I called my dad first. Then I uh, I remember calling him, and then I think he was at work. No, he was at he, he was at home because my parents they live in Bahrain, so I yeah. called him and then I kind of pranked him a little bit. I was like, I was like, Daddy, deep uh, po masa. So he kind of got pissed at first. He was like, Ano? Sa ano? Sa ano? So board exam. But then I just broke it off to him that oh yeah, I passed. Yes, architect. I'm an architect. What did he say? He's like, oh well, no, congrats. Like he said that he kind of says the same thing as you mm-hmm. did to me, sir. You know, like. He said it's just about time, really. Like Aral Kayo, you guys prepared, you guys yeah. are talented. Yeah. You know, it's like it's just about it's just about time, sort of thing. And for me, like just looking back at that, it's powerful to also believe in the people that believe in you. I would say that's one learning right, I, right. I came up with. 
no, no, that I that I realized is because, yeah, it's some sometimes our our own worst enemy is is ourselves really. Right. We suffer more in imagination than in reality. Oh yeah. Was that Marcus uh, Aurelius? Either Marcus or Aurelius Seneca. or Seneca. Seneca. Yeah. Either of those two. No. So after after that, uh, after the after you talked to your dad, you called up your I mom. Started, yeah, I called up my mom. I told my sister. Um, what was their reaction, then, woman? Yeah, they were just like they were just so happy. Like they were kind of like crying almost. Nice. Like, thanks. Thanks. Thanks for taking the tears. Thanks for taking one for the team. <laughs> yeah, I I think that um, when you when you go through something so. Um, <clears throat> so challenging and so difficult to, to overcome or accomplish like becoming an architect because it's not just the six or six months or one year that you study right for the board exam yeah, yeah that you have to add in the two or two and a half to three years of apprenticeship plus the five years at least in architecture school and all the anxiety and then the ups and downs of of architecture mm -hmm. life that when mm -hmm. you are now at the top of the mountain when you reach the peak you know it sort of becomes something that is that you honestly expect that you should be able to overcome and in that way i guess it becomes if it becomes much more rewarding or mm -hmm. or 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 a, or a greater feat um for the people who saw you you know develop and saw you overcome all those challenges and right. ups and downs and that's why i guess when we reach certain milestones i guess that's why um the people who love us and the people that we love or the people who are close to us who became our sort of like our our witnesses end up being much more um, joyful during that exact moment no, they're yeah. uh, like what you said. When they took you, they they cried for you. You you didn't cry. They they were the ones who cried. No, I yeah, guess exactly. it's because they become wit uh, witnesses, bro. And 100%. I guess no. What do you think, Van? And um. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, it, it's it's just weird because sometimes we just don't see how much we've progressed, uh, in terms of how we see ourselves. You know, it's always a thing that, right. we, you know, we wake up to, we, we kind of like wake up to ourselves and, you know, like a year passes by and you can't really tell how much you've changed or how much you've uh, evolved somehow. Yeah. Yeah. That's why. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's, we need, it's we need, the people. We, right. we need a different perspective every now and then. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. To let us know yeah, how exactly. we're doing. Right. You can't be all in first person mode. Sometimes you gotta be, um, we were just talking about, uh, Minecraft dungeons isometric mode <laughs> or like a free look mode like if you fail the board exam then you've got a, a year or six months to do a free look uh, um, flying yeah, exactly. fly mode <laughs> spectator <laughs> mode Zadeka joke yeah, lang yeah. Uh, we don't, we, we're not hating on those who unfortunately were not able to, to make it but right. you know there's always you know it will not define your, your success I really believe that <clears throat> um, uh, pass uh Passing the first time or topping the board exam or not topping the board exam, it will not define you or exactly. your and your career as an architect. But I guess what will define it really is you and the process, mm -hmm. how you look at architecture, how you how curious you are, how much you wanna improve, 
diba? like your goals and your ambitions ba so exactly talking about goals and ambitions van um how was it like during the days after you became an architect already was it uh was it a phase of limbo was it uh mm-hmm. did, was it an extended period of of bliss was or was there some anxiety about what's next like how was it how was that for you right actually sir i'm still in that process right now i mean it's only mm-hmm. been uh two months since uh, sort of getting the license and i think it was just a couple of weeks ago right. where i actually got the that piece of plastic that says my name I, I, and, you know, my, so, my, so you got it man you you have the license yeah, uh, oh wait yeah yeah i should have okay, showed you when i came over yeah, yeah. i forgot <laughs> Well, no one will, no one else, no one else will see it but yeah yeah you, <laughs> I can't, I'm, 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 yeah I see it yeah but nice fun congrats fun welcome to the world of um having yeah. a another uh, piece of plastic uh, in your wallet that you will exactly. need to um, update every uh, every yeah. number of years <laughs> yeah yeah exactly I'll, I'll just show it to you uh, when I come over again yeah yeah but uh, but yeah uh, After after I think uh, it felt like it's 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 like an open road for me. Um, I feel everything leading up to the apprenticeship. You know, it's 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 kind of like set in stone what you need to do. You kind of like, especially day one, you have to pass, you, you have to pass the exam so that you can take the course. Yeah. Then you finish the course for like five six years. Yeah. And then take two years of apprenticeship. Like everything yeah. was laid out. Yeah. But now it's True. now it's very open. It was very open. So I open feel season. deciding. Yeah, it's open season basically, and I one of the first thoughts I had that one of the, I, I guess one of the the success the measuring one of the way I would measure my own success is how much, I how many leaps I can make or how many different decisions that I can make, um, for myself that mm-hmm. would lead to something happening. If that makes sense, not really completely relying on someone mm-hmm. else to kind of achieve it for me or something. Yeah, but yeah, that's why I feel now that. Um, That it's yeah, it's definitely open season, like you mentioned, sir. That it's it was a perfect chance for me to to take this opportunity uh, in the Middle East, which I mentioned yeah. uh, last time, where my family is at. That I'm able to kind of be a very much smaller fish in a larger pond. Mm-hmm. I feel, and in, in, in or in the sea almost, and at the same time, be with my family. Yeah. So, for me, that would for me that was one of the bigger decisions that I've had to make as, as an architect uh, in terms of my, my own career. Yeah. I would say. Like, like I, I'm like not really sure how step. it's... Yeah. Uh, but if I'm being honest, I'm not, I'm not entirely sh- sure how great this is going to be or is there going to be another sort of like um, completely different turn to a different direction I never planned. But I think for me, that's where... The, my my own growth, uh, my own character sort of development or growth happens when yeah. I make certain big decisions and then it doesn't work out. Then I'll have to learn how to make it work. I would say, and and I I yeah, feel that sure. that's what I've uh, and not really feel, but that's really what I've learned about you too, sir. Like when you've always talked about you know, like the beginnings and how you've progressed. I feel that every decision you've made is kind of coming from that same blueprint of maybe I'm not too sure of how it's gonna come out, but. I know this is what I want to happen, yeah. and then sort of like sort out the the different sort of issues that come with it. Or yeah, along the way, right? Yeah, I think um, 
Well, number one, um, I, I believe family is very important, especially for you, Van. No, uh, because you, yeah, you you've been um, eight years, right? Yeah, eight, eight going years nine years, years. Uh, since that date that you were dropped off here in Cebu, and then you were yeah. on your own uh, for the rest of of uh, of those years, ba. So yeah, um, yeah. um, well, you know, like you said, um, my 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 own uh, blueprint was really to just know what I want to do or have an idea. As uh, the more concrete that idea would be, the better for me. But it's always about the start and the end uh, with me, and everything mm-hmm. in the middle really has no clear preparation. But that's why I always say, right, Van, that um, have have goals, short-term goal, mid-term goal, and a long-term goal, mm-hmm. and all that. So I guess this uh, this next step for you, just looking from from uh, from an outsider's point of view, I think this is um, this is not a short-term goal. This is like a mid-term goal, I would say. A short-term yeah, goal is something agree. you can achieve, <clears throat> like uh, like like in a day or in a week, possibly also even in a year. I think the short-term goal for you which has been conquered already <laughs> was the board exam and that's over mm-hmm. with so the next goal would be the short the, the midterm goal i mean which is something you can accomplish um, in three to five years so i guess that is it now you are now in the in the mid game mm-hmm. and then after that i'm i'm sure there's gonna be uh, a much longer uh, road ahead after that one that will be your not end game yet but that would be your um, long-term goal, which you can achieve uh, five to ten years after uh, you start to make moves or make plans. Right now, wherever that will exactly. take you, no, um, I'm sure it. I'm sure you'll end up fine wherever you find yourself in Van. Thanks, that, sir. Right. Thanks, sir. Uh, that's why it's very important, no, na, not to rely too much on preparation and being right. or being a bookworm, because. Um, Life has no rules, really. You can read yeah, about that's it. That's one thing that I started to realize. That, yeah. I, like at this point, someone can approach me and and say that, hey, you know what? Uh, I want a house built. Can you be the architect? I I'll, I could definitely say say yes. Then right. you know, sign the papers. Every, everything can happen, but uh, if if everything is too sort of too planned yeah. or too constricted, how how flexible could I possibly be? Or what kind of person should I be even to to be able to take on those things? Who knows? Maybe I make wrong decisions, or someone else might, or well, then, whatever. It's like all, all you gotta do is when a potential client approaches you, just turn to page two hundred twenty-one <laughs> under what to do when a client approaches you, and then yeah. you can just follow the steps there. <laughs> I yeah. mean, th- I mean, this is something that someone who is not um, academic would say. Um, but I'm sure you know all you nerds out there. There is a lot of um, benefit to to being uh, studious. Yes, for sure. Um, but I would say, um, if this were a recipe, it would definitely be you know just eighty percent, eighty percent probably. Just go for it. Just wing it. Twenty percent would be the preparation, and then whatever happens in between, you know, that's where you get better at it. I, I would say, and it's something right yeah, now. Sir. So, what are some things, Van, that you are very excited about aside from going back to Bahrain, um, being with your family there, and then um, starting the next phase 
of your mm-hmm. end of the official start of your um, professional career. Aside from that, of course, you'll be leaving Cebu. You'll be leaving the Philippines pretty soon. So, how is? Uh, have you thought about it? Um, are you excited mm-hmm. about it? Um, and how does it feel like um, to be about to take on the next step? But of course, you'll be leaving something really big behind. I mean, that is everything that's happened to you for the past eight years yeah. here in the yeah, Philippines. Um, well, for, uh, first, of course, it's going to be quite the um, quite the thing to leave behind because I've made a I made quite a, b- a bit of few friends here who've made it um, quite the journey for me. Despite me being like just my just by myself for the last eight years, focused on trying to make this thing happen, and it ha- and it has happened. But there are a lot of people that was kind of like part of that journey, even though they didn't know it or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's that's something that I want to make sure that I'll, I'll remember definitely, since of course I'll be having to leave that behind. Um, one I think one thing too is. Excitement, definitely excitement for uh, to kind of move on to this new chapter in my in my own life as well. I, I feel yeah. that I think in a human's uh, span of life, there's gonna be a point where you just have to find uh, a, a place to kind of move on to something completely different. And this is it. This is kind of like the signal for me to to do that, and and kind of like taking those steps. You know, you kind of feel that it's an upward sort of direction already yeah um it's leading you and i think it, it's somewhere where you yeah need to be yeah exactly. where you're meant and, to and be and i feel it's yeah yeah like so, something you like you're, you feel that you're meant to do and mm. i feel it's different for people maybe it's it could really be different but for me it was really just this idea of kind of living my life as as who i am right now mm. in my life before if that makes sense yeah because it's it's just right. so different there and i kind of like left it all behind too yeah. so i kind of just want to also go there and the thing is my family is there my family is there too and i, I just want right. to be able to enjoy that time as an architect you know yeah. i i kind of have these um like imaginations for example because normally sir like um back then in the office you know like i would go i would of course i'd, re- I'd report to work and we do we do all these really awesome stuff, yeah. working on so many amazing things. But when I go home, I have no one else to talk talk to uh, talk to it about. Yeah. Or tell them like, oh, this is what happened in the office. Is what I learned. But now, like, I kind of like have this idea that you know, I'll go to work in Bahrain. I'll I'll work for for whoever and do all these different things. I can go home and tell my dad. Yeah. And then we can go drive around and see all these things. You know. Right. Which which for me is the more uh, worth it thing. Right. In my in in my in in my case and how I see it, it no longer it, it no longer becomes a very singular, like you're yeah. no longer doing something or like your purpose for that span of time is no longer singular. It's no longer just architecture, but you know what architecture can do for you can bring for you. And I think that mm-hmm. when you said that, um, it's it's really different when you after work or after whatever that you when when you go home. That you have someone to go home to. Um, yeah. But uh, also basing on my experience, Van, when I when I, when I was when I was <clears throat> um, working and apprenticing in uh, Manila under Formoso, and then based on my more recent experience of um, leaving home, going to London to study, 
and then not being home but but for my case it was just one year yours was like eight years so it's like a really expanded <laughs> uh thing but but um what i <clears throat> what i realized there was that of course it's when we leave a place and then when it's about time f- when we leave a place we always leave uh, a bit of ourselves in that place yeah 100%. and i remember the exact time that i was reading about this article it was in january or early february 2016 when i just came back from london because i was missing everyone and everything back there so it, this article said something about you know the reason why it's so difficult to move on is because we leave uh, a big part of ourselves in that place and then whenever we go back to that place we can we will always that that part of us will always be there that's why when we come back it's always going to be uh, familiar to us but that mm-hmm. but uh, my understanding of it my interpretation of it in relation to what you said van is that because you said that um, you're excited to go back home <clears throat> and then um but now as a but now as an architect and that thing that you left behind you can go back to it but as a different person a better version of yourself in my experience when i got back or when i came back to cebu from <clears throat> from from london i had to make a lot of adjustments it was such a big mm-hmm. adjustment it's because i was no longer the same person i was mm-hmm. i became totally different i'm still me of course but i, I became a I, i became a different person because there was a lot of growth a lot of failures a lot of um sacrifices a lot of scars new scars but then um but it became a totally different experience so i had to relearn it i had mm-hmm. to readjust to it and then i gladly i realized that i didn't have to be the same version of myself um back before um i left the philippines and i have a sense that it would be the same for you um you mm-hmm. would you would be going back your family's all there it will still be bahrain but i suspect that that version of you that was how how old were you van when you when 18 years old oh when i was here when yeah. i started yeah. uh, <coughs> i was when you I was left bahrain 16 16 I was, I was 17 16, yeah yeah so that version of you you know even though you were able to go back home like every now and then like like wh- like how many times lang in in the past 8 years like once i think it was like three times three times, three times and there's yeah. like space that there's spaced out really spaced yeah. out yeah so i suspect when when you when you go back home it's going to be um a different you and for sure and hopefully Jun, um it's going to be a much better version of you and it's the yeah. thing Jun, when when you accomplish something very difficult there's it's, it's like mm-hmm. it's like it's, it's like war ba bueno? like yeah, you fought so it hard it just changes you yeah it just changes <laughs> yeah it's exactly it's just that initial exhaustion like fatigue and after that and when when the dust settles then you got to make moves you got to make plans but yeah. i'm really excited for you van i mean um, thanks sir yeah thanks sir i'll surely visit we'll watch f1 Oh, I please, please visit. Ba- yeah, don't, don't worry. Shout out I'll, I'll buy you a ticket. Buy don't worry. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> But yeah, sir, like, uh, just, just to add on to that, I, I think what's even more um, apparent, I feel, 
since there's this idea of kind of like always evolving from a different like say leaving a place changing or evolving through this different area and coming back but really i feel what really ties you to it i don't think it's just the place because mm-hmm. i feel it could be anywhere but it's really right. the memories you've had with the people you've experienced it with yes. i would say because yes. for me for the last eight years not being fully there because like the longest i've ever really stayed there was for a month mm. That was I that was that was pretty much it. But I always like replay back times where, like, m- like we would go to the park. My dad, my brother, my mom, mm-hmm. and my sister, all of us there together, just eating and just having all like this fun that I that I haven't been experiencing, or just yeah. even going to the groceries and arguing of what to buy or what I shouldn't buy or like sweets. Oh, don't buy that. You know, <laughs> I feel that would that, <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, it's not good for you. Don't don't eat that. Yeah. I feel that's exactly what's going to happen when I also move back to Berlin. I'll look back at, you know, like all the times I would I would come over, for example, and like visit you. Then we'd have would have these talks, or I'd look back at yeah. when you know Rocky got a shot at Rocky, the homie. You know, Rocky and <laughs> I would friend. just like, yeah, best friend. You know, like at two a.m. we'd go out like to Seven Eleven or like some store and just like mm. like eat. Or Suzuki as well. Got to shout out the, Got to shout out another homie. You know, um, <laughs> best friend. Munitoshi, Suzuki, best friend. You know, like we we just go biking. <clears throat> just like we come over and we talk. Just all these like small li- little parts. That's why I feel that, um, it's, it's it's not just the architecture part as being being really left behind or this like this whole journey of me, you know, enrolling, graduating the apprenticeship getting yeah. the, the license or whatever it's really like just those like connections connections yeah exactly connections yeah. definitely yeah it's funny because that's what connections was what um the talk we listened to uh, last Saturday if I remember oh, yeah, um, right, the, right. W- one of the most important things <clears throat> to have is connections exactly. and I guess yeah you're right it's the connections with people I guess is at the top and then I think next would be um, place. But if you combine mm-hmm. both people and place, I guess that would uh, equal to Con- events memories or ex- memories. Or events. Yeah, yeah. memories. Yeah. Now, just to circle back to becoming or being already a licensed architect, Van. What's next for Ivan Matthew Archibald Madabat, the architect? The architect. Right now, um, I'm, uh, my long-term goal, if my previous goal was to get the license, my my re- my real goal, which I feel would be kind of like end game for me, yeah, or like this like this lifelong sort of thing would be really to have my own practice, my own my yes, own sir. firm with with Hannah, yeah, yeah, sir. You know shout that's why whenever to, I come to over Hannah. to the office, <laughs> yeah, Hannah, Hannah, yeah, Morris, Morris, right. <laughs> I mean, like that's why, like, whenever I come over, I look at you, I look at your office, and I'm like, man, I, I kind of want one too. <laughs> well, I want some PCs too <laughs> some PCs. that I can build, and it's for me this time. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And some shelves <laughs> that you can um, mess up and have to clean <laughs> every yeah, every yeah. every weekend. Yeah. yeah. But I guess it's not really just the firm, but being able to kind of uh, do architecture, you know, like yeah. talk to a client and kind of like make it happen for them and have you know a little bit a little bit of me i would say in that process i would say mm. Th- that's for sure I, w- I think right now there's i think you're short changing oh, yeah, sure. it van i think you're just being humble it's not going to be a little bit of uh, of of your presence or, or of your imprint 
on the whole design process it's gonna be a lot a lot of it especially when you have your own practice soon where every every decision you make will now matter and you cannot well you can't separate the architecture from the architect from the architecture so it's gonna be a huge uh, all all your fingerprints are gonna be all over the place there for sure yeah i agree i agree 100 percent. and luckily for the client you're 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 gonna be a really great architect but Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Only learn from the best, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's true, though. It's true, though. It's true, though. <laughs> but, uh, but, but I would say, though, um, before I actually do that, I, mm. I need to feel mentally prepared, mm. physically prepared, mm. life prepared, I would say. Because uh, I, 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 I think, especially one big thing that I, I feel that I completely understood as soon as I got the license was... <clears throat> How much of a real uh, responsibility it is to True. to to be an art, not just be an architect, but run your own firm and accept clients. Yeah. And if I'm not prepared, even like in my own personal life, to even fix my own, you know, crap, how am I ready to accept you know, exactly. the problems or people looking for solutions from me? Exactly. So if so, if I can stretch my time just a little bit, just to close that gap, hmm. just to learn a little bit more, or and fix just, things and, in my and, own life, and to increase your chances of starting out on the right foot, yeah, starting exactly. out like um, ahead instead of behind, you know, you know, the, yeah, uh, I understand exactly. that part, Van, and that totally totally makes sense because we we um, we talked about this, right? Um, it's not that there's only one shot one opportunity that you have to start or have an, uh, have a, a practice but you can only start it once okay the, yeah if it fails or if this is for anyone for that matter if, if we fail that first you know launching then it won't be the the first time anymore because it's going to be the second time and i think that um you know you're this you're now slingshotting prepare your, yourself to be slingshot to the rest of your career the the middle phase of your career and it's really understandable to to want to be be in the right headspace and to learn as much as you can to prepare for that because in in my experience there van i graduate i I graduated i finished um (laughs) i (laughs) graduated i'm so fucking old i i got my um my, my i got my license by june 2011 Yes, and then I officially resigned October 2011, and then after that I went home to Cebu. I timed it. It wasn't intentional, but it just got timed. Vanna, it was starting November and then December, so it was um, Christmas season. So I got to spend time uh, with the family and not worry about working. So and I think I I can't remember exactly how many months I took off. But Siguro, I would say uh, two months or three months. Mm-hmm. S- same same as yours. And after that, because um, there is no more really um, um, breaks or extended breaks when you start. So a tip for all of you um, fresh new architects who became architects together with um, architect Ivan here. One tip I would give is to um, make plans don't be in a rush but also really don't take your sweet time but you need to to make a plan and then after that 
think about it when you want to start because when you start there is no um, stopping uh, in this in this profession really um, it's a very unrelenting profession you, you cannot decide to just take a break because you know there's so many responsibilities and liabilities so plan it out and then your next break I would say would be um, when you decide to take up masters that's going to be like a one year or two year break mm. and after that mm. who knows when the next break would be maybe when we die no oh, oh wow but of course <laughs> like, yeah technically yeah <laughs> Te- technically i mean then we wouldn't have any choice i mean yeah but also um when you when you travel at one guys um for all of our listeners um uh, here um as architects we you know aim to travel a lot go you know yeah, yeah. there is money Definitely. to be made um in architecture just to just to branch out to 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 life uh for you van and everyone here um about what life can be for architects <clears throat> because um just a few days back i was invited to have a talk to senior high students and then i talked about five things i i thought architecture would be like and five things um that that it was really like and then five things i and that i realized about architecture and then one of the points that i pointed out there was there's money money in architecture but it's not but it's not really a crazy amount of money it's enough to to be happy to be satisfied and then it's enough money for you to be able to travel and with you van maybe you're gonna take hannah uh, you guys can go yeah. on uh, trips no to europe you can even um definitely take your fam no? is is that part of your um oh, um plans van soon when you when you're already like a full-fledged practicing architect yeah like, definitely i i feel that um as an architect it's very important to try to find a way to travel or see things because i because mm-hmm. uh one thing definitely that i realized is that there's there's only to a certain level you can talk about certain things about architecture right whether it be the theory of something or the history of a building mm. but i think one really important part about architecture do or designing architecture is how to capture uh, the emotion of something yeah you know like uh capture how someone would move through space but and, and i feel you can only capture that by experiencing it yourself you know, works that have been yeah it yourself or experience works that have already been made yeah like how am i supposed to tell how the high sophia feels only through yeah. pictures yeah and you know feel the holiness of it without actually like kind of like going there and feeling how it really feels yeah. it's like the movie um with uh, matt damon that we talked about a lot um goodwill hunting when they were talking um by the lake yeah yeah like, yeah <clears throat> like like you really can't tell or talk much about something if you haven't experienced it for yourself so I guess exactly. that's really one of the key takeaways um, that you guys need to need to do now that you are uh, architects. Yeah, yeah. I, I would I would even say that it's required. Uh, look yeah. at me talking. I haven't even <laughs> been anywhere else besides the Philippines and Bahrain. <laughs> wow. But you're about me. but you're about to. Vibe. Yeah, about to, about to, yeah. about to, about to. So about to. I guess we're 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 nearing the end of this uh, special episode. Um, with architect Manabat here, so Van, um, pa- I'd like to ask two last questions. Uh, I would, uh, yeah, I would yeah, say, sure, sure. what was your, what's your biggest um, perception of being an architect? 
and how has that changed or evolved if it has now that you are one right um thanks sir that's a really cool question it's like it's like one of those type of questions that you know i kind of imagine being asked mm -hmm. but uh well of, of course initially starting off with architecture school i always thought that um architecture had had um had more of a place in terms of how you would see it from the outside or like how it's formed the shapes and all that or how certain you know like kind of effects you can make with two different walls against against each other or like light and shadow specifically which are all very good and hmm. are required i would say in creating good architecture but now after you know like uh, working under you and being your mentee and ex really experiencing the reality or the other side of the same coin um i feel that architecture is more about not just that but the people who really use it like the right. client or like the group of individuals who plan to use it that's why i appreciate more the detail in a certain plan over um the artistic that, effect uh, over of, aesthetics over just yeah, artistic yeah. effect yeah. yeah but i'm not saying that it's not it's less important but there's a if there's only if there's one one sort of word that i can use to describe how i how i would like my architecture to be it was it would be this um word called genus loci genus loki uh, mm, yes yes yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that i don't know how to say it familiar. properly yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, but it me. basically means me. yeah. uh it basically means sense of place so there's a sense of place not only of the place but for me of who is using it the mm -hmm. client or the culture, yeah. the environment, all that, all, all these type of, types of things. And I, I feel that's what makes architecture really exciting in, 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 in my perspective. Yeah. And it also um, forces us to treat every project differently. So you yeah, never have a, exactly. a project, no? Like, it's just like the same. Well, actually, they're, they're in a way, I guess it would be like tears. Like um, there's there's a specific typology of projects now, wherein your considerations will most likely be almost the same, except for the location right. and yeah. the budget and all that. And this typology is gonna be um, subdivision projects by developers. Yeah, um, yeah. But the truly exciting for me personally, I think uh, Ivan would also agree, based on the projects that we worked on together, while you were still mm -hmm. with RSA Van. The most exciting typology would be residences, specifically high-end residences, because it's such a um, personal project for clients, and also it also becomes personal for us, and that we mm -hmm. take it even more. Um, I don't want to say it personally, but you know, it becomes personal, Jun. You know, and yeah, you want it to 100%. be the best. You know, it's always yeah, gotta be the best. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, to to add to what you said, Van. Um, uh, now that you are an architect and you've always had this really great design process you know and you've always been the type like your dad na, who would be tinkering with uh, and creating inventing new things and process it's not just a th a things but it's the process and that's why you are a very curious um, architect and that's gonna really help you you Van, and all of you uh, architects now and students who are listening if you the more curious you are the better but the next step to being curious is actually going out there and then trying it out 
Mm-hmm. It's it's not a question of if you're gonna succeed or fail. That's really not the thing. You need to be curious enough to try it, and then you try it, and then whatever happens uh, will happen. And architecture one is going to provide you with so much opportunities there. Um, I mean, I mean, I'm excited for you. I'm excited for everyone here who's. Thank you, sir. Uh, well, to be completely honest, I'm I am much more excited for you, Van, uh, because uh, you 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 were my mentee, and I think that um, um, architecture should be taken seriously, but mm-hmm. also be taken lightly. I say that like if you do architecture, you should find the fun in it. Then that's how people come up with the best works, and then I believe Van that you will be adding to. The greatness or the the future greatness of Filipino architecture. Uh, now that you Thanks, are sir. a peer, you've always been a peer, even though our apprentice pakan ako before, but now it's officially, no. Officially a peer. Yeah, ov- officially. Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it was unofficial before. I was like the cracked version of something. <laughs> Your cracked version. I was. I was uh, the version. The one. Demo version. Yeah. So um. Just, just to wrap this um, episode, Van, and thank you, Vanna, uh, for all your insights. Um, we would love to make this longer. I mean, you know, because there's so much to to talk to talk about. We haven't yeah, even yeah. really delved into the personal as more personal aspects of of your journey and the process that you had to go through. Um, as cliche as it sounds, um, but I have to ask you, what are the advice that you would give? to not just the upcoming architects not just the batch that you um mm-hmm. that you that you were with but more importantly uh the young students who are mm-hmm. going to be the next generation after your generation now that you are an architect not that you weren't like one before mm-hmm. but now that you have that added responsibility and liability as a professional yeah. What would you tell them? I would say keep wondering if that makes sense. Like have a sense of wonder. Mm-hmm. Um, that's definitely one thing I feel Some at some point of an architecture student's or architect's life, they've encountered that sense of wonder. Mm-hmm. And I feel right. that, you know, that maybe life situations or certain difficulties that you can't yet overcome hasn't been overcome yet and because of these situations you might lose that sense of wonder but no matter how hard it gets or no matter how easy it gets either right always key always maintain that wonder about architecture that's why i was about to say earlier that even before curiosity i think what's more important is wonder it's yeah. like wondering just like man that's amazing like the how, sense how of wonder person do that yeah that sense of you know it's almost like right. a kid in a candy store you know right. and i and i personally for me I've lost that some. I've lost that sometimes, like where suddenly I would go into this space where it's like, ah, this one, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter, or it looks good, okay, I guess. But then whenever I start to feel that, it's already a sign that, oh wait, I'm losing a little bit of why I really chose to become an architect or study for it, and about to become an even more, you know, whatever. It's that wonder. That's why whenever there's a new thing I, I, I do, whether it's, you know, building a PC or talking about design with, with user or like mm-hmm. talking about how, how, you know, how pivot doors work with Rocky 
yeah. or like how how bikes work with with Zuki and how to repair or whatever that there's always that like sense of wonder and you know it I feel that it applies to all all parts of life and in in a way it just feeds architecture and then uh, that's where you find sort of the solutions to your problems so yeah I think that's just one thing just I think that that's wonder, really great just that great wonder. advice one yeah when when we wonder we are we are already we wonder because we're curious and then when we also wonder it means that there's joy in it that yeah that the, that the chances of you enjoying what you're doing really is very high because you're you're wondering how things work you know i remember before when i didn't uh really know architecture that much uh up until now you know i don't know a lot of things about architecture because there's so many things that we can learn and apply mm-hmm. and take from architecture that if we take if we look at things that way we will never you know fully lose that sense of wonder even in the direst moments yeah. whether in our personal lives right or in the profession one which you will soon encounter one you know all those times now all those rants now about you know certain things that are outside of architecture but still have but they're still you know within the realm of architecture sort of like you know those small parasite parasitic fish that <laughs> that go with the great white shark you know, oh, all yeah. those things you know um those things are you know when you experience them you're gonna fucking hate them but you're gonna realize that uh, those are things that are that end up becoming necessary you know yeah, exactly. because it's all good you lose that sense of wonder i would say and you lose that interest and talented 100%. people tend to lose interest so that's why you have to try out things and then fail at them to always keep that interest and that wonder exactly i would say yeah 100% yeah 100%. just wonder i, I feel you I know want- it's it yeah. it just solves a lot of things like if there's something you're weak at you kind of wonder wait what if i was good at this yeah. What if I can cut the time down from drawing a plan from three hours to like an hour? Exactly. How much more can I save? Exactly. You wonder how, how much good faster you can, can be, I, right? Yeah. How? Well, dang. Well. It's like whoa. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There's and always start, something. And yeah, and it's funny. It's funny. Sir, I would assume. I would feel because I know that there's so much more I have to experience. So much more to be. So maybe yeah. I'm not the best person to to hear this from. But I would I would say that that kind of way of thinking adds on to the existing things you already did if that makes sense like you kind of it's compounding almost it's not like yeah. just a one one line in a graph that okay true. you do this one thing and then you end at that true but it's funny because levels. yeah yeah no. there are levels and levels and levels you become better yeah. than you were yesterday yeah or worse bigger and bigger or worse or worse it's always possible you know we're yeah, only 100 on both sides yeah yeah yeah, it's crazy because you know, when you said that, you know, it's it's compounding, and it's not just a single straight line. You know, uh, I remember about everything that I thought um, architecture would be like, and then it didn't come true, and then some things came true. You know, but then after, but then when I moved on to another phase in the in the profession, when I moved to London to study, and came back, everything you know changed nothing is set in mm-hmm. stone but mm-hmm. actually there is something that can be set in stone it's it's you 
uh, it's not what you do but you know right like like the process behind you 100% and i think that's and that's and i think that's one thing that you will be relying on you're not going to be relying on you know documents from uap really to tell you what to do and how to do things um or you're not going to be relying on a specific subject or a manual you're going to be relying on all your experiences and then you're going to take it from there and i think um um if you do it that way architecture life is going to be very exciting it's going to be very challenging are you ex- how hard are you expecting it to be van or are you or how easy are you going to are you expecting uh your uh, this profession to be like if if i'm being honest i really expect it to be hard to to be difficult at this stage <laughs> i i want it to be difficult yeah i want it to be like really difficult i feel that's the only way for me to even get better mm-hmm. i would say how difficult like, one I, scale of one to ten a thousand no i'm kidding no probably <laughs> nine, 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 nine. I, mean, uh, I if i'm being realistic about it of course i won't pick 10 I want to. I want it to be. I want it to be in a difficulty where it's hard enough, mm. but I can manage. So mm. I'm guessing seven. Seven. Seven or eight. Seven. Seven, yeah. eight. seven and eight are are are, are solid numbers. Yeah. <laughs> what if I wouldn't what, want it to be easy either? So. What if when you start and then because you know that's true, Van. Because when you think it's easy, it's because there's something that you're missing out. No, or something that right. yeah yeah I mean yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, you've taught me this, and you know, I, I think about it. Yeah, there's so many things. That it's like um, I think architecture is not enough for for one lifetime. But yeah, damn, how did how did the greats um, achieve it though? Right. So, Van, it's been a great episode. It's been great talking to you. But guys, Thank for you, our listeners, me and I, Van, we 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 hung out yesterday. Um, uh, he built a new PC for the office. And then and then we chatted a lot uh, about a lot of things, but uh, we haven't really um, talked about this in this platform, wherein um, a lot more people were listening in. So we wanted to do this. I wanted I personally wanted to do this to to sort of serve as a, a landmark for my good friend um, Ivan to sort of um, earmark or kind of bookmark his um, his next step. And for also to use him as a as an example of of how a really great apprentice could transition to the next phase in the middle of the pandemic. So thank you, Van, for um for doing this. Thanks, sir. Thanks, sir. Oh, I really appreciate it. It's uh, it's it's awesome. It's awesome to be to be on the to be on the other side to be on the other yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's usually Ivan who's who asks uh, the question because he's really good at it um i'm i'm just struggling to ask the quality no, questions no no i mean I, I i love the questions that you asked sir like it it uh, it's it kind of brought out a personal uh, sort of touch to this whole sort of process yeah. and I, f- I i hope that a lot of people relate to the difficulty to the challenge you know because like of course it's, it wasn't just me who went through like a completely different uh, path? Yeah, getting getting through this, regardless if there was a pandemic or not. So right. you know, I guess I guess if I could say one last thing, sure, man. is that if if you if you want something to happen, all you just really have to be is consistent. 
there's a big difference mm-hmm. between quitting and being consistent. Yeah. You could do something, you could do, you could not do one thing for one day, but then just make sure you'll get back up the next, yeah. the next, the next. That's resting. Just keep getting back up. Yeah. 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 And you, you'll eventually get there. And I feel that's, um, uh, well, one thing I, I really realized. Yeah. Because it took you three postponements, one, and yeah, two batches exactly. to, to be postponed to be moved before you finally uh, were able to take the board exam. And that is not just resilience, but that is still um, um, making the most out of whatever life gives us. Exactly, exactly. One, one last bit, one, before we officially end this episode <laughs> of the Outside Talks. I think this is, uh, I think this is the second time we tried to end this. Yeah, yeah. I think because the one I've, was like... I've been, I've been, I've, I've been doing um, the monologues for the past three, four episodes, I think. Now, so um, in one of the episodes, I was talking about uh, the what if. I think that was the last episode. And right. I talked about um, the top three architects I would... Um, if I had a chance to choose, I would choose those three architects to apprentice with. Okay, so um, I'll change the question to fit the uh, the subject of this episode. Can you name me three architects from the top of your head? They can be alive or dead. Okay, okay, can be local or international. Um, name me three architects you would love to see out there on the field as competition or as peers as peers i would yes. say as peers yeah as, as peers. peers yeah name um, me three even three one would be renzo piano renzo piano i think yeah just there's just something about his architecture um i should be more i should be a better student of his and read more about his work mm-hmm. but uh i i always have that there's just something about his architecture that i want to learn more about yeah um next would be richard meyer he's one of the first architects that i found out when i was first year yeah and also me really influenced also me oh really the 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 jubilee church right oh yeah yeah like a but uh yeah um after they're hiring one a lot they're hiring i should probably go there (laughs) (laughs) but yeah richard meyer and uh, his works influenced a lot of how i kind of like mold architecture but i want to know the even deeper meaning behind like why the the, the, yeah why the decisions he's made to kind of like arrive to that yeah and and how did he arrive to that siguro because i see um sorry sorry to butt in vana i see i i see um his style and your style and also for uh, renzo piano sort of to be cut in the same uh in the same cloth actually and uh, you guys manipulate lines really well um, and it's not just you know, for the sake of aesthetic. No, it's not for the sake of aesthetic, really. Uh, with you, Van, I know that. But it's more about to to guide and manipulate the experience, and then um, transitioning yeah. from one space to the next. Yeah. Right, and um, with your projects um, uh, that you've made, that's very clear for me. You know, that's something that uh, that you that you always apply um, in your design process. And I remember when you and Hannah were, and I'm talking about your thesis uh, for the first summer internship program to a bunch of students, you guys kept on saying the word access, access, access. So it's all about lines and then transitioning of spaces or merging of spaces. So I see that um, in your style, Van, both um, from Renzo Piano and uh, Richard Meyer. Good choices. Yeah. 
So who's the who's the last one, man? Who's number three? The last one would be uh, Bjork Ingels. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's because he's just a he's a really creative thinker, and True. one of not 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 creative in a way where the ideas are out of this world, but it's for me ideas that are that kind of like hit like three, four, five birds with one stone. They're so com- right. the ideas are so compact, they're so efficient. Yes. But at the same time, it's like yeah, it's basically very simple, but it has a huge effect on like the design of the building. Yeah. It's very creative, yeah. no? But then it works. Yeah. It's like ingenious, ingenious. Yeah. Uh, for students listening, Berkingos is is uh, is pos- probably the perfect or one of the best um, architects and architectural practices to to look out at or to look up to you know because we're talking about um, conceptualization most of the time in uh, first year architecture school so I think Berkingos is the was one of the best really yeah. to look up yeah and how he solidifies exactly. that. Because I feel that sometimes, like there, there, there's this tendency to kind of develop the concept to like a very comp- complex level. That the that the redeeming a quality of it is that it's com- it's complicated or it's complex. Yeah. But uh, I feel it's much more difficult to have a simple complex, uh, simple concept, but have like a deeper sort of uh, application. If that makes sense. All right, so hello again, guys. Um, what happened actually was something happened to my um, PC. It shut down. So um, we were, I guess, we were talking about Bjork Ingels being a good uh, role model, or Ivan could possibly have been um, talking about something else already. Well, yeah, yeah. I think well, it was either me or you, sir. Yeah. So one um, of us for sure. Yeah. Well, well of course, Van. <laughs> it would be. It would be crazy, kind of you know. I don't even. There's a third scared. guy. Oh no! Wait, hold on, hold on. <laughs> All right, now I gotta turn on my my lights because it would be really scary if there was a third person. Maybe it's Sam behind you, but you know. Yeah, it's probably Sam uh, behind you, but Sam yeah. on the bunk bed, you know. <laughs> Actually, something's moving behind you, but. It's it's probably like a problem for like maybe in two hours. I'll deal with it later. <laughs> Yeah. So um so sorry about that guys. Um some power interruption thing happened. So yeah, um it was a really good episode. I'm really happy that um that I was back in the podcast. So again, um architect Ivan Manabat, thank you so much for for being our guest for this episode. Um Thank you, thank you. Thank you for all the insights that you have shared. Um so I guess so I guess okay, that's okay, it okay, for, well. for this episode, yeah, Van. Um, do you have any yeah, any, the, any any parting words? Not last words because yeah, it um, sounds. Uh, yeah, just just parting words. Yeah, parting words. Uh, yeah, just, uh, first of course, thanks, sir, for having me, and uh, it's nice to be able to share some of my own ideas too. Yeah. And you know, hopefully, to the people listening to this, yeah, you you learn something, you relate to something, or maybe it might inspire you to have new thoughts, um, that are beneficial to you, and. To people you talk to as well, um, yeah. Just uh, wishing everybody good health and uh, keep on going. You know, keep, keep on chugging. Keep just on keep fighting, swimming. man. Yeah, keep, just keep swimming, boy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So thank you, Van. Thank you for all our um, listeners for this um, episode and for the podcast. It means a lot to both me and Ivan. And we again, this is episode nine. 
with me, architect Ralph Richard Sue, and my peer, architect Ivan Matthew Archibald Manabat. Um, yes, sir. We, we hope to catch you again for the next episode as we wrap up season one, I would say, no, of the Outside Talks podcast within the year. I think we still have uh, two or three episodes because we still have November and December is going to be... Uh, uh, we have more time to do more episodes there. Possibly um, three or four more episodes before we call it a mm-hmm. season. So, Van, thanks, man. Everyone, thank, thank you, you Gayo. Thank you. All right. Thanks, everyone. On behalf of Ivan, uh, peace. Ciao. Peace. Peace, guys. <laughs>